What it do, my babies? We are coming to you live. Well, not really live. I guess we're coming pre-recorded. But um, we are going to discuss today the final two episodes of The Last Dance. Bittersweet moment for sure. Don't really know what I'm going to do with uh, with a lot of my time now that this is over. But um, we're excited to review it. We are going to also review the entire documentary in its whole. And me and Kai are pretty much just going to go from there. Um, Kyrie, how are you doing today, my good man? I'm doing well. I'm kind of like you. I don't know what uh, my Sundays are going to consist of here on out. So if anybody's got any, any ideas, hit us up. Seriously. No, that's, yeah, that is actually um, a great call. Um, I saw some other, uh, you know, stuff starting to open back up a little bit. So maybe we can get our normal lives back together. I saw... Um, one of the local gyms in San Diego is like, they're like opening up, but with a ton of rules. So yeah. Hey, we can get fit during these times and that's good. No, I'll take it. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so we're just going to hop right in. Um, I'll ask you first, what were some of your thoughts on? Let's start with episode nine. Let's get right into it. What'd you think? All right. I thought episodes 9, 10, uh, and like I said before, episode 7 were the best three out of the entire series. Okay. Uh, episode 9 featured my boy, Reggie Miller. Uh, I feel like he's a slept-on guy in the grand scheme of basketball, if you will. Uh, he's actually a guy that I modeled my basketball game, however far that went. Uh, after him, I was kind of like a skinnier guy, but... <laughs> kind of good on the outside, but also a good defender. So uh, kind of one of the first 3 and D guys, absolute sniper. It seemed like all the shots that he ever hit were, uh, were like big-time shots in like the history of basketball. So just a, like I said before, forgotten guy in the history of basketball overall. Uh, that play, they went over that, the push-off is like a famous moment. Um, that was such a cool yeah, kind of got the best of Michael Jordan. I don't know if a lot of people knew that. That's kind of like a, a well-known event, uh, I guess, for us basketball people. But yeah, it's like a you kind of got the better of Jordan that night. So that was a good moment. What'd you think? Yeah, dude. Honestly, the opening, uh, the opening part of that doc with the what was that? The 98, 98 Eastern Conference Finals. I I never knew. I've definitely seen that shot before. But I didn't know it was in the moment, you know, such a big moment uh, of the finals. I thought it was like a regular season game. But I really liked it. A um, couple couple first thoughts of just that Indiana team was that old arena was set up to – was like one of the coolest setups I've ever seen. It felt like the fans were just right on top of everybody. And, you know, that was probably such a tough place to play, especially in a playoff atmosphere – um, I thought it was just like one of the most unique fan experiences just from my first uh, look that I, that I, you know, have ever, I guess, really thought about it. Um, that was cool. Larry Bird being the coach, definitely forgot about that. That must have just been, it must be the weirdest feeling knowing like that, you know, when Larry was in his prime, Michael was like younger and yeah. he just dominated him. And now he's like coaching against him when he's going like when he's the man. Like it's I mean, they had, they had that moment at the end when it was like, he's like, fuck you, you bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite part of the entire episode. 
I was going to say that right then. Yeah, that was classic. And then like, oh, you can go work on your golf game now. It's just like, like we kind of talked about in the other, the last episode with when Magic, uh, I think it was episode six, five or six, where it was the all-star game of Kobe. And, uh, you know, you just saw all the OGs just talking smack, each one thinking that they were the best one out there. It was just like, that was such a cool moment. And that's, these are just my favorite parts of the doc. So that was definitely something that I loved. Um, and yeah, going off what you said about Reggie Miller, I definitely agree with your take on him being slept on. You know, people say like, oh, Ray Allen's a better player than him, or like they might have him ranked ahead. It's like, yeah, but Ray Allen was never like the best player on a contender. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Exactly. Ray Allen was, or I get Reggie Miller was that dude. Like, he was the best shooter. He was the best shooter in the league for really until Ray Allen got there. But he could do so many more things. You were talking about his defense. I think it's just he's just an overall better hooper. And combine that with just the lankiness and the like. Well, he was skinny. Yeah, and that was, he was pretty. He was what they call frail. Yeah. Oh yeah, but just still had that killer instinct. He was awesome to watch. I didn't know Chris Mullen was on that team. Um, yeah, Mark Jackson was on that team. Like bald, bald Chris Mullen, dude. That that was not a good look for my boy. Like that was <laughs> tough. He looked, he literally looked like a sixty-five-year-old man just hooping out there. It was so weird. But yeah, uh, buckets though, getting buckets. No, I mean, you want to talk about a guy who's I think a little bit slept on too. Chris Mullen in his prime was was a was a problem. But dream uh, team, dream, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are those were some of my. I guess first thoughts in the doc. To be to be honest with this episode, I, so I was watching it with my my dad, um, and if you know anything about him, he's a you know just a he he just loves you know I mean and rightfully so. Like, this is more his era, so he was more into it, and just the old man takes were were coming not, like hot. Um, but the the thing I guess we could, we're going to talk about it uh, sooner rather than later, but, uh, the, you know, just the, the jazz or his team, he's a Gonzaga dude and Stockton, the Stockton conversations. Let me just tell you, they got out of hand quick, but before we get into that, <laughs> I just, I just want to, uh, know, like, you know, are there any other thoughts you had, um, the Pacers, uh, series or anything like that? Cause I thought it was interesting too, that they said that was their like toughest kind of roadblock they had in their, in their dynasty span. Uh, yeah, I mean, like like you said, they had Jalen Rose, obviously Chris Mullen, Reggie Miller. Uh, I mean, they had like Jalen Rose said they had squad, so yeah, they like they expected to win. You know what I mean? Like against the Bulls, so that should tell you what kind of uh, a team they were. So back to Stockton. Uh, also, with all the jazz, old Jazz talk, Carl Malone was an absolutely massive yeah. human being. Uh, I knew that before, but then they had some of those like up close shots, and you're just like, man, he's <laughs> he is absolutely grown man status. So seriously, uh, some of the obviously, like you said, Stockton, one of the best point guards of all time. They expected to beat the Bulls as well. Uh, they fans in Utah tried to poison the pizza to get to Jordan. That didn't even work. So that's respect, honestly. I respect that. Uh, we try to do that to Kobe too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> sometimes sometimes when they call a guy Black Jesus, you might have to take drastic measures. But 
that was kind of a sketch story. I don't know if that was like 100% accurate, but if I was in a poison pizza, I wouldn't send five guys to do it, you know? <laughs> right, dude. And that that also was when I was just like laughing so hard because if you go back and watch it, just how intense they're making this pizza story, Michael Jordan's like, look, I got the pizza. I was the only one that ate the pizza. Like, it was like, first of all, Mike, uh, you shouldn't, let me tell you something, late night eating, not good. Don't do it. Um, and second of all, he's like, Michael Jordan. If you're going to eat, but eating a whole pizza at, you know, yeah, eat, you probably didn't eat the whole thing. Damn, well, that's just food waste at that point. Or, man. or maybe he did. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, it was just called. <laughs> with the background music, like the dramatic, his trainer's talking, no one ate the pizza. Mike ate the pizza. I'm not saying it was a pizza. Mike's going, I ate the pizza. It's like, dude, it is chill. Like, it was the funniest thing I've ever watched. But I also want to talk about that flu game. I still don't. I think there was some. There's a part of me that is just like conspiracy theorist mode right now. And I think it was a, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it might have been uh, sold a little bit. Maybe boost up the legacy. Cause like, um, yeah. I mean, I, I can't say either way. I'm a, I'm with you where, not that he was faking it, but it's like if you're gonna criticize today's players and stuff like that for like how they act on the court, uh, I just don't see how that's like. It's kind of like a huge deal. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm with you. It's kind of just like a interesting storyline, I guess. Yeah, it was. It's just maybe he was a little hungover or something. I don't really know, but dude, just yeah, it it was wild though seeing him kind of like enter the arena and just if he did have the flu, like all those lights flash and pride did not help. Um, but I this what I did what I did notice was like how much, uh, just how different he looked in like in that game and just that series overall, like. You know that that's another thing. I know we don't want to talk about LeBron or not, but you you see his longevity and like how he's been able to go to like the, all these finals, like I think what like nine in a row or something. And then you watch just Mike like do it three times and then three. Like you watch his first three, and then you watch the team as a whole, like even Scotty and everything. Like bro, by the end of this, they were just, they were fall they were falling apart a little bit. Oh god, it was like MJ just basically willed them to. To the last two like through the last two finals, but yeah, it was it was interesting to see him like looking slow, you know, like looking yeah. like he had some looking like he had some uh, lost some steps. So yeah, it was, that was uh, crazy to watch. I kind of respected. I've been working on the uh, the mid range now because of this documentary. And let me tell you something: when we come back, when when I come back to Diego and like it's time to hoop, I Diego San Diego ditch. <laughs> no, but yeah, like. Um, I'm just excited to bust out the mid range. I might get some conquerors and we might just get out there and, and see what happens. The bank might be you, open on Sunday. That's all I'm saying. You would buy some conquerors after watching the last dance. That no, dude, I'm not gonna lie. I've been I've been going on uh the stock X go seeing how how low they're gonna go, but uh those things are quite pricey, I will tell you. You don't like the conquerors? Um, I mean I do, I always have, but I would not buy them after the last dance. 
Well, okay, because I... I've always liked Jordans, but I've always thought I was like too white to wear them. But then I just kind of got to a point where I was like, screw it. So I'm in the market. So if anybody who's listening to this knows a guy who I can get some 11s from, hit your boy up. Because between the ones and the 11s, that's probably all I'll get. Might get some fours, but who knows? But I guess we're kind of getting off topic here. Um, Let's reel it back in. You guess. (laughs) Let's reel it back in. Let's go – you you brought up Carl Malone, and yes. I want to talk about Carl Malone because that is one of my favorite players. Like from back in the day, his game just reminds me of me at a young age. He's probably a guy I tried to emulate a lot. Um, and what was cool about him was he was like one of the first guys to really, you know, focus on weight training in the off season. Um, and yeah. I think he he kind of was a. I think he was a big innovator in why, you know, I don't want to say, you know, he, the league today is different because Carl Malone lifted weights, but I like think like a lot of people, I even talked to my dad about it. He was like, yeah, I mean, for Carl Malone, like a lot of people just like growing up playing basketball didn't lift weights because they thought it would affect their jump shot or they thought it would make them slow and stiff. Um, and he kind of paved the way and said like, no, if you, if you do this correctly, uh, you kind of take your game to the next level. And I even, you know, heard him on a podcast earlier this week talking about, could you imagine if Barkley did that or Shaq, like really took that seriously, how much more effective they can be in. Um, he was just really, he was this, a theme for this doc that I'm noticing is I'm learning more about like other guys than I am actually about Michael Jordan. Cause I, I've known about Michael Jordan's competitiveness, known about his, you know, his will to win his talent, obviously, and his scoring ability, but didn't really know a lot about Scottie Pippen, been really impressed with him. Didn't really know how much about Charles Barkley, been super impressed with him. And now you get to Carl Malone and you see his touch from the outside. You see how good in him Stockton were in the pick and roll. And then you just see his size and like how he was putting up 37, 38 points in like the finals. That dude was no joke. And, and then I think about what he would be like in today's game, like a small ball five, like, dude, he was just incredible. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Um, I mean, I've talked about Carmelo on this pod before, but he was a force. He, he kind of struggled, like, in the a little bit in those two final series. Uh, kind of took a lot of shots, wasn't too efficient. But overall, yeah, he had a huge impact on the on the league, so – like you said, if he was in today's game as a small ball five, it'd just be under like he's unstoppable under under the box. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, him. Um, let's see. Also, what's up with you know? There was something that I don't know if you noticed this. I think I texted you during it, but like, and I'm, this might be a hot take, but like, I really thought that the the Jazz like were low-key, like, like they should have won or at least should have forced, like, game sevens. They just had some of the dumbest, like, end-of-game, like, brain fart moments I've ever seen. Like, one of when Michael hits that last-second shot, what were they thinking? You know, double coming off of Mike to double Pippen and, like, at the elbow? It made no sense to me, and I remember texting you, and I was like, "Dude, like, what? What is happening?" I was getting mad at my dad. Like, 
I was steaming at him, like, what is going on? And he's like, what? Like, uh, they, you know, you're, you're not going to give Scotty that? It's like, uh, yeah, I'd rather give Scotty that than, than Pippen. But, yeah, no, I just thought it was – that was so – that – oh, my God. It was – yeah, I was frustrated to say the least. Uh, yeah, I mean, the game back then just wasn't, like, defensive scheme-wise as advanced as it is today. Um, but I agree that some of those moments at the end of the finals there, like the when Carl Malone got stripped, uh, Jordan goes down and hits the shot. Like someone's got to tell him that he's getting double from the backside, and Carl Malone also has to, you know, peek and make sure that Jordan's not still standing right behind him. So um, obviously, great play by Jordan. Blah blah blah. But yeah, they they had some chances to win um, that series. Uh, in 97, I guess, at least. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, going off, what were some of your uh, what were some of your other, like, I guess, key moments or some, some things you took away from, from these episodes? Uh, definitely in episode nine, uh, Steve Kerr's dad situation in Beirut. Oh, yeah. that, was, that was crazy. I mean, I kind of knew the story a little bit, but just kind of seeing how it tied into the whole uh, narrative of Steve Kerr's career and that finals, that was pretty nuts um yeah what'd you think about that one that was that was something that was really i don't want to say it was cool but it it, like obviously it wasn't cool but learning about that situation um i had no idea i just never knew um that happened with steve cried no just never came up but i guess it was a huge story back in the day my dad was like oh you didn't know about that yeah it was massive and like um it i I came in, that's another guy that, you know, coming out of this doc, seeing his work ethic, seeing, learning more about him as a person. It's like, yeah, even though he's the Warriors head coach, he's a really good dude. He's a really good storyteller. And um, I thought that was, you know, kind of the perfect, they, they did, they executed that really well because, you know, they talked about everybody else and then the way they brought his story into to really seeing him be such a big contributor on those last two pushes for titles was uh was really just good execution of of tv and film work i guess um and then i thought it was cool that he left and went to the spurs and then won another championship in 99 so uh yeah the steve kerr part was was uh, awesome yeah steve kerr hit that four p dude yeah i don't think i'm trying to think like who's done that i don't i think he's only one of the like like the only guy to, I think I saw that somewhere where he's like one of the only, like only players since the, like the sixties Celtics in the sixties to, to do that, which I thought was uh, a really cool, like unique stats I have. Yeah, of course. Steve Kerr, uh, OG shooter in the league. Yeah, he was awesome. But uh, Moving into episode 10, uh, you might have one of the best, memes of all time coming from <laughs> Michael Jordan. I mean, he already has like some of the greatest memes of all time with crying Jordan and uh, other things like slapping, <laughs> slapping the league monk or whatever in the court. But uh, when he was, when he was like, Oh, I'm listening to this unreleased Kenny Lattimore. Like, Oh yeah, he's, he's my boy. So I got this. And he was just kind of jamming on the bus. Like that just showed like how, how human he was at the same time, at the same time as being this killer, uh, while he was, you know, doing his job. <laughs> yeah, did 
Mike E, that that you make a great point. Uh, this doc has humanized Mike, which is something that I love um, because for like the longest time he's just been like this phenom. And yeah, him, dude. I the amount of memes that's come out of that, the like the carpool one with like yeah, when my friend's mom tries to talk to me or whatever, like that is. I'm already like dying. They're so funny. Uh, and dude, he is just, Mike is, he's cool, bro. Like he, he's awesome. And yeah, episode 10, uh, was one. I, I thought it was solid. It wasn't my favorite episode, but what I did like about it was just a young Leonardo DiCaprio just popping in. <laughs> like, yeah, that was another another of those casual flexes. Just like that that one scene, I think it was the uh, one of the last scenes when he had the the Porsche, uh, oh God, the, was... the custom the Air logo or I mean license plate. That was such a. It's flex. just like, yeah, you're just literally just flexing on the world with those those moves. Yeah, dude. Um, overall, though, like great doc. I'm like kind of getting bummed talking to you right now about it because it's like, this is it. Because it's over. And like people are like, oh, who wants, what, what should we do the next doc on? Like the Warriors or Lakers? And I'm just like, please, neither. <laughs> <laughs> How about we just don't? How about we have that 30 for 30 Kings? Can we just release that now to the public? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I wish Malone Malone got interviewed for it. Um, I don't know why that didn't really happen. That was kind of weird. That was one thing that I, you know, I talked about last week that I was looking forward to, and because that didn't happen, I guess I don't know why. I didn't really talk about that at all. But it was kind of like he was he was definitely their Jazz best player, and that was like two of their championships. So I was just like, okay, well that's annoying. But uh, but yeah. Um, I guess we can get into kind of our final thoughts. What uh, what do you think of the doc overall? How'd you how'd you take it? Uh, I mean, it was obviously amazing, one of the best docu series I've ever seen. Uh, kind of upset about the time hopping. I, I will say, at the end of all of it, it was it was kind of hard to follow, even as invested as I was uh, to like watching every second of it. Um, and rewatching some parts, like it was a little bit hard to follow, I must say. So there's that. Um, also, another small note: <laughs> I never felt like we had enough time to answer the trivia questions. Like I wish they would have call asked like the trivia question before, and then have a com- the Reese's commercial like for the thousandth time, and then <laughs> post the answer at the end of that. Like I feel like I was very close to answering them, and then you're just like, oh well. It's over now, you know? I yeah. feel like that could have been just an added excitement to the show and a reason to watch the commercials. So what are you doing, ESPN? Um. <laughs> yeah, it was um, – yeah, I, I I, mean, obviously, I guess that's like a dumb question for me to ask you. Like, obviously, the doc was great. Um, it, it, it was, like you said, kind of hard to follow because a lot of jumping around. I mean, the actual – like, the sit-down interviews are great. The game footage was super cool. Dream Team Space Gym, everything was awesome. Um, but, like, I didn't really come out of it 
with, I don't know, maybe, maybe I was being unfair when I like what I thought I was going to get from Michael Jordan, but what I did, I just loved learning about the players of that era, kind of their mindset when it came to the bulls, uh, you know, learning about other people because as much as of it, it was a Michael Jordan doc. It was called the last dance. So you got to learn about the Steve Kerr's, the Phil Jackson's, the Dennis Rodman's, the BJ Armstrong, when you didn't even care to really know that much about <laughs> him. But uh, no, I liked it. I liked learning. Like it was just cool to see or like Horace Grant, but there were just some like weird, I mean, maybe it was just hard to get these people down, but like Shaq and Penny didn't get interviewed. I said, Carl Malone didn't get interviewed. Um, Kind of wish there was a little bit more. There was like Magic Johnson, but there was no Larry Bird. And I'm like, should get more Larry Bird because Larry Bird is like one of the like the OG OGs. Uh, so that was kind of a bummer. And I just didn't like how ESPN. And I guess we're gonna talk about this more in our next pod. But like, they you're gonna put up this poll of like LeBron versus Michael like as this, there's this like celebration of Mike going on and right. you, it, it was just like, dude, don't come at my boy. Like we're going to celebrate Michael, but don't try to hate on LeBron when like your whole business model is, you know, during a normal time, not coronavirus has been celebrating LeBron. So I thought that was kind of slimy, but uh, yeah, overall I would say the doc was probably like a nine out of 10 because it was totally awesome. But uh Oh, but yeah, the other problem I had with it, which was like the ending, that was just like, okay, so you told Philly couldn't come back the entire time, then you did, or I guess then the owner like went behind Kraus and there was like a, that whole, that whole ending was just like, what? Like, that's how you're going to wrap it up? It was kind of, kind of bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they kept acting like, they being uh, Kraus and Reinsdorf, they kept acting like we were like basically forced to, to enter like a rebuilding phase. But then Michael Jordan just broke it down. Like if I come back, if, like if I want to come back, Bill's going to come back. Like we're going to, we can get Scotty to come back. Like, yeah, it's going to be a hard sell, but I mean, come on. Like, why would he not? You know what I mean? Like he basically was like, it could have been done. He even said, I'll sign a one-year one year contract, which he already did. Like, they just didn't want to pay uh, all those guys. So, uh, I thought Reinsdorf and uh, I thought, I mean, Kraus was doing his job. Like, he's the GM. He obviously assembled a bunch of championship teams. So, you can't say it's his, like, his fault at all. As if you're the owner, you can do whatever you want. It's your company. So, if he wanted Phil and he wanted MJ and he wanted everyone back, it would have happened. Yeah, I think Reinsdorf's kind of like trying to skirt out of that, that that blame and that guilt right there. But um, yeah, I mean, I liked people kept saying like beforehand, or actually they said it themselves. The doc, they were like, "You might come out of this like hating Jordan, like or not liking him as a person, or whatever." And it's like I like him way more. Yeah, uh, he's so seems so like genuine about his his competitiveness and his want like to win and stuff. So. Um, yeah, it was overall great doc. The soundtrack was amazing. Oh. Uh, I don't think that's I don't think that's getting enough credit. Um just represented the era, represented I'm sure MJ himself's taste uh very well. 
it was just worked well with all the scenes and stuff. It was great. Um, like I said before, episodes seven, nine, and ten are my top three out of the ten episodes. What, what? Give me your top. Three. Yeah. So my top three would be um, five. Five and six were my two favorites uh, by far. Because I love learning about the dream team. I love learning about the globalization that that team did, what they did for basketball. I think has obviously been talked about, but really seeing the footage of like everybody in Barcelona, all the fans going nuts and just like what that team was like, that team was a sem- uh, like one of the, just looking at the pictures, some of the OGs, Magic, Larry and Mike all on the same team. And then you had some of the best bigs ever on that squad as well. Charles Barkley leading scorer. That was just cool to see. Um, I love learning about Nike. That was, you know, something that I really wanted to just Nike's always obviously been in everybody's life. It's like the biggest clothing brand and learning just about how he came to be with that company, especially at the time when they were that upstart known for track. That was super cool. Yeah. And then six, uh, six was a lot about just the, the, the Knicks rivalry, my boy, Pat Riley looking like an absolute just snack in his old age and his young age, just timeless. Just good. He's like just an icon in himself. Um, those two episodes are really cool. You know, you learned a lot about the, uh, my timeline might be getting mixed up. There's not a lot of episodes, but just learning about his fame and like how truly famous he was, was something that I don't think I quite grasped because we live in the social media age. And I feel like we have access to our, our athletes and our, you know, famous movie, movie actors or whoever. We just have so much access to, to them that I feel like they feel a little bit more humanized where like him, the Michael Jacksons of the world, they were just like these like demigod icons. And, um, so I just thought that was like really cool to see like, man, this guy struggled with like just doing regular normal stuff. You get to see him golf, how much he loves that. Um, I like the episode with him going to baseball because I, I just like seeing Mike happy. I was really rooting for him, man, and seeing him just being with the guys. Um, but I would say five and six, yeah, one and two were my like one and two. And then I would say maybe – was it episode three that they really got into the the Pistons? I think it was. Uh, or was it four? Might have been two. Might have been two. Was I'm not. Two? I'm not really sure about the earlier ones, but yeah, dude, they feel so long ago. But whenever they talked about Detroit, I guess my, like that would be that was cool because um, I think it was three because it kind of went from that to no, I think it might have been four. Oh, my my timeline's really bad, but. Because they talked about it, I think, the episode before they talked about the Dream Team and how Isaiah was left off and all that. But just seeing the hatred for the Pistons from, like, not only the Bulls people, Lakers people, Celtics fans. Like, no one liked that team. And it kind of made me not like that team just, like, naturally. Uh, so, but it was cool to learn about Isaiah. Um, he was another guy that I think might be underappreciated throughout uh, history. And just learning about kind of his leadership and his his skill and the way they played against Michael and kind of what that meant to Michael's career, you know, it made him 
start lifting weights, start changing his game a little bit. And uh, I just like seeing how those, those battles were just probably some of the best real competitive hatred battles that the NBA has ever seen. Um, and for a fan, that's, I mean, that's like all we want. Um, so I'd say those five, four, five, and six, that middle, that middle group ran down my top three for sure. All right. Um, what's, uh, your favorite Rodman moment? Honestly, my favorite Rodman moment was how they kind of just snuck Carmen Electra in at the end of that last championship. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, well, she was in. She was in previous episodes, but right? Like she definitely was like not supposed to be like right there, right there. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter at that point, but it was just funny how she just like slid right there at the end for that that little photo or something. Yeah, I just Rodman. I like he. I just loved his like on the court mannerisms, and like how he just really did not give a give a fuck. Like that guy literally. <laughs> just literally skipped the practice to go to the WWE. I mean, he went, yeah, that's, this is my favorite Rodman moment. He goes and wrestles with uh, Hulk Hogan at WWE. Like, that's just absolutely not caring at, at all. Like, at all. <laughs> like, right? Like, what? Could you imagine? And then he's, like, running. They, like, snuck him out the, the facility. Like, yeah. he's running away from the media. Like, that was just insane. Could you imagine if that happened to like somebody today? Someone was like, "Nah, I'm good. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna skip." Pre-. And it wasn't like during a playoff series, too. Yeah, like that is just it was so wild. Yeah, what? Like that dude literally just didn't. He he just you know what? He he went to the beat of his own drum, man. And uh, yeah, he, he God, just what a wild like time. Like, I don't even know how the media would, like, the first takes and the undisputed of the world would have reacted to that. Like, their brains would have exploded if that happened today. Yeah, I mean, I don't think a lot of people uh, liked him back then as it was. Like, you could hear, like, commentators, like, kind of kind of shitting on him. Yeah. And it was just like, you go, yo, you guys need to chill. Like, we get it kind of thing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean... But I also do going, think. Going, sorry, or you're right. No, yeah, I was gonna say like I think uh, I think he might have gotten like a little too. I think he was like valuable ninety six, but like I think like kind of some of the off the court annex is just like, dude, like, like can you pull it together? Like you are a professional basketball player. This is your job, and I just think like maybe he do did get like celebrated, maybe a little too much. Like, by the, I guess, the, the people, the viewers watching the doc. Like, part of me was like, dude, if I was your teammate and you were kind of doing that, like, that would kind of piss me off a little bit. But, you know, Phil's a genius, and maybe he just had those guys clicking. Yeah. Uh, one thing that no one will ever do is question Phil Jackson um, or Scotty Pippen ever again. Like, real basketball fans never did question those guys. But after watching this, like, you see, just like you said, how much of a genius – Bill was not just on the basketball court with like X's and O's, but understanding human nature and like people and things like that. So um, there's that. And then Pippen was just all over the place, like doing everything. And you saw he had that bad back in uh, in the 98 finals. Like, I think that was much more impressive than the 
poison pizza game. Because <laughs> if anyone, if you ever had that happen, you like severe back spasms, you can literally like sometimes can't walk. And he was, you could see him, like his legs are completely locking as he's trying to make it up and down the court because his back and like yeah. neck are so tight. So Dude, that was just incredible. Gut that took incredible guts, and like he still played well. Yeah, that. like that's crazy. Yeah, and that was like another thing. I had so many thoughts about that. Like he literally dunks. I think the first play of the game, immediately. Like I was like, if I'm the Jazz, what do you, at that point? He's a decoy, and like that's what I loved about. It. They were like they all knew. Like they, but Michael and Scotty both were talking about it. Like. I was really just a decoy that game, and he still just played his butt off. That was just like a crazy series. He's going back to the locker room, coming back out, going back to the locker room, coming back out over and over again just to put the team on his back, just the determination, the grit. <laughs> like, what it, like, that's just some beast mode stuff right there. And if you know anything about determination, you know what I'm talking about. I know you know what I'm talking about, Kyrie, but. Yeah, that oh, was of course one of the greatest YouTube videos of all time. <laughs> the probably the single greatest video in human history. But uh no, yeah, that that really for me, like that's what I'm talking about. This you see that that's something that I didn't I would have never known about. Or I would I had no idea that that happened all my years of living. I didn't know that was like a back problem game for Scotty. And it's just like people question him with the migraines in earlier episodes, people question his toughness because he leads differently than Michael and it's like no when when push comes to shove that guy wants to win at any cost just like Michael does and that was the best representation of why and it was just awesome to see exactly um but yeah I mean going back to the the Reinsdorf and Bill Jackson situation like you can see Michael Jordan was like still hurt to this day like he literally hurt not only MJ's feelings but Phil you could tell Phil was kind of just like yeah I was done like I don't really I didn't want to be with that anymore so that just shows you how messed up the situation was like they would end a dynasty yeah like that is Super that weird. is just ridiculous to me yeah and I love it how like Phil like kind of did like this genius petty um thing where he he like called out uh Jerry Krause and Reinsdorf in the parade or like at the yeah. celebration of the titles. And was just he, won, he knew he was going to get the booze. Yeah. I was like, Oh, Phil, you're so petty, but I love it. <laughs> that was a great moment. But yeah, it was just weird. Like, I mean, I think, I don't think if they came back in 99, like I think it bothered Mike, obviously. And rightfully so. Like if you think you can go for a seventh, go for it. But I, I don't think, I don't think Pippen would have come back. I was like, dude, I have six titles. Like now it's time to take care of me. I think I, and he probably thought, you know, he, he was good enough to win a championship at that point on his own. Um, you knew like, like the, the market was going to have a lot of value for the Steve Kerr's of the world for the, uh, uh, Harper's of the world, all those guys like Dennis Rodman, um, from what I've been listening to and kind of seeing on Twitter and just seeing all the sports people talk about it, that he wasn't coming back in 99. And I think, uh, you know, if you look at the – people forget, like, the season in 99, that was a lockout season. And it was, like, a weird year. The Knicks went to the finals as an eight seed. I think yeah, a lot of the – Spur Yeah, the Spurs won Spurs was young, young Duncan and David Robinson. Yeah, it was like – like, like, I don't think the Bulls would have won – 
in 1999 anyways, but like Jordan was saying, like, you don't even want to try. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, Krause literally said, like, we were going into a rebuild. Like, it's like, you just won three titles. Like, yeah. Like, what? What it, do you mean? It was super – yeah, that 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 is tough to see. Uh, and that is a good point. Like, I can analyze it as much as I want, but as an athlete, you know, you're not thinking about, like – especially if you're Michael Jordan and you're coming off your third championship. It's just, like, I'd rather go out trying than just be, like, I'm good. It's over. So I do get that. Exactly. And, that sucks. And, and I do want to talk about the end of the, the, like the very, very end of the doc when it's just like, it lists everything that happened. Like Michael Jordan retired, type even got traded, Steve Kerr got traded, all that. And then it just goes, and the bulls began their rebuild. And then you go on Twitter and I swear my first 10 tweets were, and they're still rebuilding to this day. <laughs> That that was straight. I knew that was gonna happen when I saw that. Like that was straight comedy. Yeah, yeah. That was a a very coy, petty move on on the documentary uh, maker's part. Like that, they knew that everyone was gonna think like, "Oh, what's what's up with the Bulls now?" And then like you realize, "Oh, they never rebuild it really." So, <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, besides D Rose, yeah, got injured and stuff that sucks, but. For the most part, they have struggled Mightily. since that 98, 98 title. So yeah, yeah, maybe it was the wrong decision. It was for sure the wrong decision. I think everybody can come to that conclusion. But you know what? Hey, Jordan, you got six. You got the Skip Baylesses of the world thinking you're better than anything that's ever happened on the planet. You got great shoes, my dude. And you're still pretty awesome. I gotta say, I came out of this liking, came out of this liking pretty much everybody a little bit more. So uh, it was good. You have any final thoughts you'd like to say before we uh, before we get out of here? Of course. Again, uh, just an amazing documentary overall, docu series. Um, one thing in parting, and to prepare uh, everyone for yeah. what is to come. Uh, he did look a little old, you know, they did, they did say no to Michael Jordan. You know what I mean? They did. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I love it. I, lo- I love you coming off the ending like that. Uh, because guys get ready for the next episode. We're going to finally do our, because everybody else wanted to do it. Everybody since the docs coming out has been comparing Michael Jordan to the goat. And, uh, it's time to give our our thoughts about this. And, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. This was supposed to be a celebration of Michael Jordan. And all the old heads decided that they wanted to uh, compare LeBron. But it's weird. They didn't really want to compare anybody else. But it's like, you know, if Michael Jordan's his goat, you know what? I'm not even going to get into it. I'm just going to save it for next week. Or whenever we decide to record that one. But, guys, thank you. ESPN, thank you for putting this on. It was beautiful. Uh, a great, great five Sundays. Don't know what we're going to really do. Try just debate and talk more sports going forward. But uh, we're going to come at you with a uh, a great do- a great episode next time. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Love you. Bye.